Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Middle. I'm Jordana Levine. And I'm Holly Azapati. Happy birthday, birthday girl. Thank you. <laughs> it will be day five of milking my birthday by the time this is in everyone's ear holes. Okay, but it's only the morning after and you were just saying that you did have a bit of a, a come down, which I understand, but there is lots to come. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, George. I'm in a come down and it's only 9am the day after my birthday. But this happens every year because my brother's born the day after me. Yeah. He shares the same birthday as Peter Kelly. And um, yeah, he's in South Africa, so it doesn't even count. And also it is my 30th. So it's a bigger deal than your 28th, bro. Just saying. Yeah, totally. But when you were a kid, did you just have to like shut down the it's my birthday story because it was Tyler's? Do you know what? There's probably something to unpick in this because I would always be like, it was my birthday yesterday. Like, it's, you know, (laughs) I know that's really hard to believe, guys, but like we would have shared parties and things. And I think Ty really loved that, like with Mm. his big sis, whereas I was like, oh, it's fucking all about me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I totally get it. There are siblings out there who share the same birthday, like non-twin siblings. That would just destroy me I think oh my god I know I've actually got a friend who shares his birthday with his son and he yeah when he was born he was like this is the best birthday present ever and now that he's like almost 11 he's like this is the worst birthday present (laughs) ever so good (laughs) but that aside I'm not just saying this 30 was the best birthday ever yeah the best so good that's awesome so So what made it so good just lots of people telling you they love you yes yes that (laughs) I was heart joking but not joking (laughs) no honestly I was so overwhelmed I was like tears of gratituding all morning and it was like to the point where I had to delete my Instagram app and then reload it every now and then because I needed a breather from all the love it was very beautiful so I had the best day I, I started by taking myself down to one of the beaches in my area and it was there was no one there. And I sat on a rock and I journaled like reflective journaling prompts on my twenties. And I wrote a letter welcoming my thirties and it was all really beautiful. And I wrote a bit of poetry too. Like the channel was fucking open. And then my mum and I went and got our nails done and I caught up with some girlfriends and we had drinks. And then I came home and Trent, the Torian man went overboard. George, he did so well. He, I got everything from whiskey to a vintage 1930s typewriter so that I can type my poetry up and frame it around the house like dreamboat. But he then took me to Pillu in freshwater last night for dinner and I've wanted to go for ages and it was so delicious. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I wonder though, the, the best thing about Pillu is the view. Like, could you see the view in the dark? Not really. I was too busy paying attention to the other couples. Oh, really? <laughs> do you, do you do, that? do that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> were they on dates? They were on, on dates. Like obviously kind of they were all in relationships. It wouldn't be a first date venue. But that said, <laughs> last weekend, Trent and I went to lunch somewhere, just cash, and we were sitting watching this couple and it got to the point where we needed to start talking to each other because it was so blatantly obvious where we were like, do you hear that? They're definitely on a first date. She's asked what his favourite food is and, like, all of this stuff. Like, we're sickly obsessed with the dating, like, other people's dating habits. Totally. No, I am too. I used to do it with an ex-boyfriend as well. We used to make up like these really intricate stories of each of their lives before they met each other and then how they met and what they're talking about and the way she's flirting with him, what that means. And it's so good. So good. And especially because like Tren and I have never dated, like been on the dating oh, scene. So, so we true. actually have, we have no idea, Jordan. That's like, I want to ask you so many questions about dating because 
you're more experienced than me. <laughs> oh, I am more experienced than you. Yeah, go. Ask away, my friend. What do you oh, want to know? Where do, I, where do I even start? <laughs> okay, so what makes a good day? I don't know, to be honest with you. I think for me, I think it's different for everyone. So I'll just tell you what I think personally. Please. For me, a good first date is easy conversation. So mm-hmm. feeling like you're connecting on a conversational level. And by that, I mean, I don't mind pauses and I don't mind silences. Like that's fine. But if you're driving the conversation and they're not giving you yeah. anything in return or asking you any questions, you're the one asking all the questions, that can be quite hard. Yes. I have to be careful on dates because I find myself interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do for a living? What are your greatest strengths and what are your weaknesses? How does that make you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. And I also have this weird knack of making people tell me really intimate details and I don't mean to. I just get it out of them. It happens to me on every first date. So I've got to be like super, super wary with that sort of stuff because I do, it's such a natural thing for me to just keep asking questions and I guess yeah. people just start unraveling and then all of a sudden they've told me about their childhood and their upbringing and their relationship with their parents and I'm like oh what are we yeah. going to talk about on the second date yeah seriously you know? I know everything about you I feel like I would be very similar George yeah but then there's all this other stuff Holly it's like it's like who pays who pays and oh yeah do you do the dance and like I, al- I always play the game and I always do the dance when it comes to paying like taking your wallet out Absolutely. and being like going to pay 100 yeah. percent. even if they have and this has happened to me once before even if they've said when setting up the date the state's on me I'll still always offer something totally yeah I've played the dance before and ended up paying really that really got me shitty did the guy (laughs) have a second date no (laughs) he didn't actually you know what he did and then he did it to me the second time as well so I was just like oh I think I've paid for two dates now I don't actually think this is working out which is fine like I'm actually happy like I bring my wallet out because I'm happy to pay half absolutely but I'm not bringing my wallet out to buy you dinner to cover you uh, twice I would be the same yeah and that's where I kind of you know I am a feminist and you know I'm all about independence but I do like chivalry and oh yeah expect it on a date it's one of your values on a date I get that how do you even get to the point where you agree to date someone and I'll ask about like online dating in a moment because obviously that bridges the gap easier I'm assuming like do you just like hit it off with the person be like hey we should catch up for a coffee sometime. Like, how do you do it? Well, I don't know if I can give you just one response. I think it changes as you age. And Mm. I don't mean that because we're getting old and wrinkly. I mean it like it's situational, right? Like when you first leave high school, when you're at uni or you're just in your early 20s, say, late teens, early 20s, Mm. there's a lot of group gatherings. There's a lot of house parties. There's a lot of... 18th birthday parties, 21st, you know, there's all this sort of stuff happening. And I think there's a lot more kind of like a clan mentality. Like you go out in groups, you know. Your crew. Your crew. And I know that I formed a lot of, well, hang on, I was in a long-term relationship in those years, but there was a lot of flirting with people in your group, you know. And that's kind of how it started when, when I split up with my just after high school boyfriend, we were together for three years, I started dating people in my social circles, you yes, know. Okay. And I think maybe back then when we were all a little bit less wealthy, not that we're wealthy now, but you know what I mean, you know, dates were a bit different. But then as you get older and you get maybe late 20s, early 30s, it's more about, I guess, meeting people through friends, meeting people out at a bar, which does yeah, it we'll happen? That in, yeah, it happens. I've been picked up many times in a bar, but but not lately. Let's talk about that when we get to the dating apps and online yes. dating because I think that has shifted getting picked up naturally. People are yeah. getting super lazy now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that happens less and less. But yeah, definitely that's happened before. And I guess, look, the ultimate way for me would be for a good friend of mine to be like, I have got this friend. Right. You guys would be perfect together. Yes. Can I set up a date? 
Or can I invite you over for dinner? Or can I, you know, make it happen, you know? <laughs> I love that. So that is your preferred way of dating someone or meeting someone? I think through a so. Friend. I feel like because it's almost like they have their Yelp review taken care of. Yes. You totally. Know? You trust your friend's judgment and so, you Absolutely. know, they know you and them. Yeah. Because when you meet someone out at a bar and you get on or wherever, it doesn't have to be a bar, like anywhere, and you get on really well with them, they're on their best behavior and you're on your best behavior. So it does take a few dates. And I've been, I would say, two months deep into dating someone before I actually saw the real them. Sure. You know, and that's happened a few times. And probably with me too. People have probably been, oh, like, oh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know this was you until now. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, especially when you're dating a Gemini. <laughs> It's like, hang on a second. I need to get to know two personalities here. (laughs) Two. (laughs) 27. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I and that's all that's all part of it though. That's part of getting to know someone. I mean, I guess that could have happened with you and Trent as well. Like Oh yeah. I mean, you guys have grown together and evolved together. And there's gotta be parts of you that are evolving that maybe or parts of Trent that evolved where you were like, oh, maybe that wasn't something I would have fallen in love with had I met you, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if that was a trait that had come out earlier, I don't know. No, it's a hundred percent true. And then it's about choosing, do we work through these differences or do we, you know, choose to part ways? It's constant in a long-term relationship, yeah. especially when life pops up, when, you know, you move house or someone in your family gets sick or the stresses of everyday life That's pop a up. really good point because yeah. that's something that I've found has been breaking point in a lot of early relationships it's hard so this is another thing about dating when is it a relationship when yes who calls the shots okay I'll get to that let me just say this Please. is when things happen quite early that really show you who someone is I remember dating a guy we'd been on about five dates and something oh yeah it was when I was working in one of my last corporate jobs and I'd had a really traumatic day at work with my boss Mm. and uh, we had a date scheduled that night and I rocked up to the date and I was all flustered and we hadn't really gone deep into emotional stuff with each other and I just couldn't keep myself together and he couldn't he could not hold space for it at all he just couldn't and that's okay like that's fine not everybody can is great with emotional stuff like I get it but then I knew at that point that if he couldn't hold me through this thing that was just a mishap at work but that was really affecting me that he probably wasn't the right guy for me it was a deal breaker I I remember feeling not the same but having an experience early on in my relationship with Trent and let's say like I'm saying relationship in inverted commas because we were like 17 and 18 and I had a a relationship yeah I had a panic attack in front of him and I was like, oh, this could end it, like depending on how he holds this because at that point especially anxiety was such a big part of my life and he was so good. He'd never witnessed a panic attack in his life. He'd never experienced anxiety before but he could hold the space for me and I was like, this is the guy, like he fucking gets it. So big deal breakers there when they see you in, it's like, what is it saying? If you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. Oh, I've said that a few times. (laughs) It's the truth, though. So tell me, Jord, about the dating apps. When did they come on the scene? I'm hearing a lot about Hinge lately, and it's not Tinder anymore. I mean, I've never used an app in my life, so I'm a noob. Tell me things. Yeah, look, I go through phases with them. I started Mm -hmm. using apps not that long ago, maybe maybe like two years ago, on and off. I like them for a few reasons and I don't like them for a few other. So we'll start with why I like them. I like Please. them because it's super easy to set up a date. It's okay. very hard these days to go out, especially if you go out with friends, especially if you go out with girlfriends, mm. to be approached and asked out. People don't do oh, it yeah. anymore. They're very intimidated by other women around you or anyone who's around you. Mm-hmm. And because it is so easy to use an app, they're just getting lazy and they just yeah. don't approach you in a bar anymore. So that's okay. It's really easy to set up a date on an app. It's also easy to be superficial and mm. to judge people on the way they write a caption or their profile page, you know. I mean, yeah. I, as a writer, I'm super judgmental of someone's bio. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the I would amount- be like, 
what is the vibe of this person? <laughs> yeah, well, and the amount of spelling mistakes that you get in a bio, like that's just a swipe left for me. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting? Can I interject? Yeah. Trent would have so many spelling mistakes if he had an, a dating app. Totally. So you might be swiping on some catches. I know. It's such a big deal <laughs> for me though. Spelling and grammar, <laughs> like it just, only because it's not like a fly text. You have time to read and reread that bio. You know True what I that. mean? That. Show yeah, it put it sister. in uh... Show it to your mate. Like, put it through Google. Sorry. <laughs> this is why I'm single. This, this is the Virgo shining through. It's like, you get it fucking right. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> um, okay, so of successful successful dates I've had through dating apps has been yes. when there's humour injected into their bio. Love. And the minute that we start chatting, there is, it's a buzzword on the apps as well, is banter. So this beautiful like back and forth, you know. Love, like, a ba- love banter, yes. Yeah. And in terms of the apps that I have used, I've never used Tinder. I've used Bumble and Bumble is great for women because we get to make the first move. I'm so about that. Yes, except it's really tricky to make the first move and I totally feel for men because you have this one chance to like open with something that's going to impress or make them laugh or stand out or whatever it is and sometimes it's really hard to come up with something. Of course, especially if you're like really into them and you're like, I need to make this work. Totally. And just because you've matched doesn't mean they're going to respond to you. They only have 24 hours to respond to you. And then, really? Yeah, then the match disappears. So, forever? Yeah, until they come back around again. Why the pressure? Is that to keep you on the app? It's to keep you on the app. Now, I don't have notifications on my app. So, I match with people all the time and then lose the match. And I'm like, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's Bumble. Then I went on Hinge because a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this new app called Hinge and I like the aesthetic of it better. It was black and white. And she was like, it's really pretty. Um, <laughs> so I went on there and that's a little bit different. You don't swipe on Hinge. It's like you get to say three things that they prompt you to say. There's like a collection of maybe 50 prompts that you okay. write answers to and they, they make up your bio. You can like what people have said and you can also like photos. So it's a little bit like Instagram. Okay, so you see, it would be my app of choice. Yeah, so you can see who likes your photo or likes your comment and then if you like one of their things back, then you can chat to each other. Right, okay. I And, and the good thing about that is you can set your location settings so that you're matching with people in the town you live in even if you're away on holidays because with Bumble, for example, no matter where you are, that's the people that you can reach in your vicinity as you move. So I've matched right. with people who are like coming through my town for a music festival or a wedding or, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, you're leaving yes. tomorrow. So that's just really shit. You know what I mean? That's inconvenient. That's inconvenient. Totally. Yeah. So some of the bad things about apps is I think that you do dismiss people too fast without getting to know them. Totally. It's really hard not to, and it's really hard not to be superficial. All you get to see really is someone's photo. And if you don't like the sunglasses they're wearing and you don't really think that they look like someone who you'd connect with, I think it's just a really unfair assumption. I mean, I've I've had ex-boyfriends who I've loved very, very much who are very unphotogenic. And if I had seen them on a dating app, I would never have swiped for them. Right? I feel like this is what I'm grappling with, Joy. I feel like people are being ships in the night and missing each other and it's like sliding doors moments. And they totally are. And I, you know, I try and tap into my ability to read energy and I try and read people's energy. Now, I have found some gems on there. My last love was on, I met him on a dating app. It was so weird. But we connected because his profile was hilarious. I love and it. the minute we started chatting, the banter game was just so super strong. But and here's the other thing. If we'd met each other out at a bar, I don't think I would have gone anywhere near him. Interesting. And not, not because of the way that he looks. He just does, he just, when you first meet him, his energy just isn't something that you think would be a match. But yeah. you spend, you met him, you spend 10 minutes with him and you're like, 
Oh, Holy he's so beautiful. Moly. Yeah. So yeah. um so that's another interesting thing. So you don't you don't right. know and I always try and go into the apps with a little bit of an open mind, but I do find it very hard to read energy and read potential connection through what is essentially a computer screen. There is a whole other world of stress that I have not experienced that you have made me aware of. And I just want to shout out to the sisters who are in this space because I'd be pulling my hair out, Jord. It feels so like so much pressure all the time. And here's the other thing that's going to stress you out, and you're so lucky you missed out on it, is because it's basically come down to swipe left, swipe right, you message someone, you can just not reply to a message. This concept of ghosting has become a real thing and it's like people get super lazy about the way they have to break off communication with someone. And that might be you might just be chatting on the app and not actually agree to meet. If you want to stop chatting, that's okay. Like I get it. You're not feeling a connection. It would be nice to say thanks but no thanks. But, you know, if you want to disappear, fine. But when you go out on a date with someone who you've been chatting with online and you go out on a date and they don't want to see you again, just oh, disappearing fuck. off the face of the earth is a really cowardly move. There's just no etiquette in it. No, and I've had the experience quite a few times and a lot of my girlfriends have too where you'll be on the date, you kind of don't really feel a massive connection but you're like, yeah, I'd probably go on a second date with them, like just to see where this goes. And they say, I had such a lovely time, I'd really love to do this again, I'll be in touch and then they're not in touch. And then you never hear from them. And I always think, hang on a second, like it would have just been much nicer if we got to the end of the date and you said it was so lovely to meet you, have a good night. And that's and it. away. Yeah. yeah. So it is an interesting thing. It comes up a lot. And it's not just men. Women do it. Too. I think women do it a lot actually, just yeah. disappearing in the night. And I, I think that if you are using dating apps or actually any dating, I just think, The etiquette is to at least send a text message and say thank you, but I'm just not really feeling a spark. Totally. Yeah. I'm glad. I really am glad I've dodged that bullet. I say it all the time to my friends who are dating. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole other world and I think I'd be shit. I think I'd be so up in my head about things. Well, I am up in my head about life. So it would just be another tab or 50 tabs open at all times, especially this whole like, juggling talking to more than one person at a time and that like do you have any rules for yourself around that like I will only talk to x amount of people I'll only date certain people at certain like how does that work no I don't date multiple people I just can't handle that there's nothing wrong with it I just personally can't get my head around it Um, I've definitely been chatting to multiple people at one time but I have to really like someone to continue a conversation with them. To be honest with you, I get bored yeah. very easily, Gemini yeah. over here, and big communicator, right? So yes. if someone isn't communicating with me properly, even if it's through text, I just I don't want to play. I get so bored. I'm yeah. Like, next, next. On that multiple dating thing, I've heard that it's actually quite good for women to circulate their energy with more than one partner at the same time. And we'll talk about sex in a moment. I'm not really talking about that. Yeah, and I don't actually know the exact energetics around it, but apparently if you have two or three, and Americans are good at this, on the go, it's keeping your energy circulated so you're not fully invested in the one person. Yeah, I get that for sure. I just think if you're just going out on dates and you're just chatting with them, I think once intimacy comes into it, and I'm not talking about sex either, just kissing even, Yeah. I just I just feel it just gets a bit blurry and a little yeah. bit, I don't know, I don't know if I could do it and I don't know if I'd be okay with the person I was dating doing it as well. Doing it. But, yeah. you know, that's the whole point of dating. You're not exclusive. And once you are exclusive, then, yeah, that sort of stuff changes. But before... You have to be okay and open with that. And that's really difficult as well. When do you become exclusive? And is that a conversation you wait for the other person to have? Or like, have you ever initiated the exclusivity conversation? Only once. And it came up because we had only been, we'd been out on maybe like three dates and we had a very, very big 
drama happen where Ah. his ex-girlfriend had sent me a Facebook message saying that they were still in love and they were still dating and Ah. I should be very wary and I should just pack up and leave right now and I'm doing this for your (laughs) good and and I freaked out. I was like, ah, I'm out of here. Turns out she was a compulsive liar and it was not true and I had a million people back him up over it but it made him quite nervous that I was going to just not want to have anything to do anymore. So we had the conversation then. He's like, you know, I want this to be more than just dating. I want this to be a relationship. And it was. And it, and it was a relationship for like six months. So it was it was good. But other times, yeah, it's been super blurry and there's been awkward conversations. And then all of a sudden you're in a relationship and then it's like, are you my boyfriend? Are you not my boyfriend? And you feel like you're in high school. Yeah, I can imagine there'd be no clarity with that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does get super blurry. I think as we get older, like, I know now that I'm 35, those sorts of things come up a lot earlier because we're yeah, not okay. here to hang out, really. No, that's you so know true. what I mean? Like I'm not here to just hang out and have fun with you. And and this is something I've noticed changing in the dynamic of dating with my girlfriends and I is we will talk about kids and we will talk about marriage and we will talk about future plans very early in the dating experience. And men yes. will talk about it too. So yeah, that makes sense. You can't keep that stuff under wraps because if you get six dates in and then you discover they don't want to have children, you realise that you've spent six weeks with someone or however long it is who's not on the same page as you. And we just Mm. don't have time to do that anymore. No, that makes sense actually. It's almost like good that you can just get it all up front in the beginning and it saves that kind of awkwardness of not knowing. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, so do you feel like you could marry me this year? And Like, it's not like that. It's just like the way I do it, I don't sit on a date and be like, I want to have kids just so you know. If you don't want to have kids, just leave now. Like, it's never like that. It's just like kids will be brought up in conversation. You know, one day when I have children or blah, blah, blah. So it's very clear from the beginning that that's on the cards for me. And as a 35-year-old woman, that's going to want to happen in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, 100%. No, it's so true. I want to just throw it out there that I asked Trent to be my boyfriend. Oh, I love that. That worked out well. I was very impatient and he was very intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked him if I could call him my boyfriend. And also, you know, on a more serious note, like dating in relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that is what I found, like I'm often asked by people, how do you, like after almost 12 years in a relationship, how do you keep the connection going? And we'll go through phases where we haven't gone on a date, like just out to a movie or to dinner or, you know, things like that. Mm. And then I think it was about maybe 18 months ago, we started this thing where once a week, one night a week, we have a date and we go somewhere or we do something and it's just us. And I just want to say for the people who are in relationships, like wondering how this conversation applies, like date your partner, ask them questions, check in on them, like act as if it's new, you know, because it's constantly changing. Yeah. I've got to say the best dates I've been on have been with boyfriends. Yeah. Because you can relax and that small talk vibe has gone and Look, you know, like the best dates you can go on, I think first dates are always pretty good because there's never nothing, like there's never nothing to talk about. You can always find something to talk about. Yeah. Second dates are really tricky. Sometimes you think you hit it off and then you get to the second date and you haven't because there's nothing to talk about because you got all the small talk out of the way. Mm. Third dates are also that tricky spot. Once you get to the fourth and the fifth, I think it gets easier again. But once you're deep and you're 10 11, you're in a relationship, that's when it's so special because you really get to enjoy the person's company and you really start to feel this connection with them. And that's when you can sit in those moments of silence. I don't know if you ever do that, Leo. Oh, yeah. But I love pockets of silence. And if I can sit in silence with someone and they're just as relaxed as I am, that's when I know I found my person. Your person. I love that too. No, I'm getting much better at the pockets of silence and not feeling the gaps with noise. And I love it too. Trent and I last night at dinner, I was exhausted after a day of all of the love. And we could just sit there, chill, enjoy our meal and just be really happy in each other's company. So I have a question for you, Jordan. Yeah. What would your dream date be? Oh, oh God, you know, I love fancy dinners. Like I really love them. So a location-based 
dinner or lunch. If it was a view, I wouldn't mind like a long, lazy Sunday lunch. Love. And I'd like it to be a few dates in, to be honest with you. That would be the setting of my ideal day. And I'd like to be able to get dressed up because I like to look pretty. You know, it's so funny. Like I went on a few dates with the last guy I was seeing where we were very active. So we'd be like bushwalking or like chasing waterfalls. And that's kind of fun, but it's not that fun to be in your active wear on a date. You know what I mean? Like you're just like a bit like, oh, this isn't me at my best. That's an adventure, not a date. Yeah. (laughs) But, but it doesn't count. They were fun, like those long day dates where we'd go out for breakfast and then we'd go for a bushwalk and then we'd swim in the waterfalls and then we'd go for a drink and then we'd go out for dinner and then, you know, and then the whole yes. day had been a date. They, they were really beautiful too. I yeah. actually had lots of really beautiful dates with the last guy I was seeing. He was very good dater. He was a good dater. We yeah. love him. Yeah. I feel the same, like if I was looking at dating with Trenny and what uh, my favourite thing to do with him is, it's what he's actually doing for me today, which is like pack a bag, we're yes. going somewhere for the night. And I so love that. Good. Just us two, he said, bring a book, like, and that will be it, right? So we're with each other, but we don't have to be like in each other's face the whole time. There'll be good food, there'll be good wine, there'll be connection, there'll be sexy times. And that was the other question I want to ask you. Mm. Sex on the first date, kissing on the first date, What what do we do? I've never had sex on the first date. I've wanted to have sex on the first date once. Really? And I didn't and I said no and it ended up being the best thing I could have done because we built a really beautiful connection over that and I don't think we slept together till maybe maybe the fifth date. Wow. But he totally had a better view of me having waited that's not to say that there's anything wrong with sleeping on the first date because I don't think there is I think if you can hold yourself and you're happy and feel empowered in that then absolutely do it now kissing on the first date's an interesting one I went through a phase with guys where we didn't kiss on the first date and that's because there was no it wasn't that there was no chemistry but sometimes first dates are like coffee dates or like day dates and when there's no alcohol not that you need to be drunk but it just doesn't feel right at the end of a (laughs) coffee date going in for a pash you know yeah there's something about going out for dinner and drinking that makes it okay I'm laughing because that was mine and Trent's first kiss it was a coffee date And I initiated that too. It was in the car park of this shopping centre and I was like, he's going away next week and just like launched myself in the car park. That's so good. I love it. There was no alcohol involved. But it is is tricky, I think, those first kisses, especially if you're not. So the other thing is like I'm saying this from experience, like if you go out to a restaurant on your first date and you have some dinner and some wine and then it's the end of the night and you both are going your separate ways. You either have to pass outside a restaurant on the street or you're in this like weird putting one person in a cab, not putting another person in a cab, you know, like so this kind of weird vibe. If yeah. you're at someone's house, it's a little bit easier, you know, like it's a little bit more relaxed and yeah, I don't know. I think it's very situational. But totally. if I don't want to kiss someone on the first date because it doesn't feel right or appropriate or it's just a timing thing I wouldn't dismiss that person I wouldn't be like oh because I didn't want to pash them the first moment I met them it's not the right person because I've definitely had relationships where it's taken a little while and it's evolved yeah so interesting yeah I all I wanted to say just then I'm like Holly this is not part of the conversation but I just want to say I love kissing like I feel like it's so underrated and I I say it to Trent all the time love kissing I'm like, can we just make out? Like, it doesn't have to be sex all the time. Yeah. You know? I read this great thing the other day. I think it was Juliet Allen. Oh, I wonder if I could find it. I love her. You keep talking and I'm going to Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have Instagram. <laughs> we I both deleted deleted Instagram. Sorry. Basically, it was about how we need to give more time to kissing and use kissing more as foreplay, like really passionately kissing. It is foreplay. It is my biggest turn on. I fucking love making out. And Trent, and I don't know if I'm speaking for all men, but Trent is just like, he's like, yeah, it's great, but like, nah. Oh, no, I and think like, a lot of men really love kissing, but not instead of sex. Speaking no. of kissing, there was some full-on passing happening on Batchy last night. 
okay, so I've missed Batchy this week. What yeah. has been happening? He's been, he's been crashing. No, who, what, why? Oh, my God, so much. So he's been out on a few dates. Look, there's just a lot of blondes. There is a lot of blondes. And as a blonde, I'm still offended by the amount of them. It's just like <laughs> they come in packs. He obviously likes blonde women, but we can definitely say that because even though the producers have put these people on the show all of the dates, except when he went out with Sonyan, yes. everyone else has been blonde. I'll let you watch it for the dates because none of them were particularly exciting, but they did, last night they did the TV week photo shoot. You know how they do the Oh, photo I shoots? love when they do the photo shoot. And it was all about like recreating really romantic movies with like a modern twist. Did they do the notebook? No, no, sorry, sorry. I mean like not romantic movies, like romantic scenarios. So they had like Antony and Cleopatra. They had like Cinderella. They had Sleeping Beauty, like stories, I guess. Sure. I mean there was a few where there was lots of like almost kisses for the shot or whatever. But Abby, who is the – I'm a Gemini girl. Oh, yeah, she's great, curly hair. She, I mean – she should look at getting into soft porn because no no I mean I mean this in the nicest way possible she just like exuded sex appeal sexy on the oh, camera I she love did it. this like near kiss with him where her lips were kind of like shuddering quivering. quivering yes quivering and like you could the sexual tension between them was palpable. I was like, Oh my god, I'm so ready to watch this, this and then make out so with her. Oh, full on, and her thigh on his thigh, and like, but not really touching. It was just like, what Ooh. the fuck? Then they got to the, and everyone was watching, like, what the hell is going on? And then I they love- got to uh, the rose ceremony. Mm. and Osha came in and he's like, there was chemistry with a lot of the girls on the shoot yesterday, but particular chemistry with two girls. And on this card I have the two girls' names and then you guys, so all the women in the house, have to vote of which two girls gets to spend some one-on-one time with Matt in the courtyard for like I think it was like 15 minutes or something. I love this. So one of them was Abby and one of them was Sonia. Yes, yes. Yeah. And... She had a connection with him when they went on the one-on-one date. Yes. And she, everyone in the house was like, well, they've already had one-on-one time. Let's give it to Abby. And he's not going to like Abby anyway, so it's fine. Anyway, long story short, Abby gets the vote. She goes and spends time with him. They just make out. Shut up. The whole fucking time. Shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's and my hero. I love her. She's so Gemini. Yeah, but before she went in, she's like, I'm not going to kiss him, guys. As if I would do that at the cocktail party with all of you here. That's so disrespectful. (laughs) And then all they did was pass. She had red lipstick everywhere. He had red lipstick everywhere. She came back and she told them all about it. And you, (laughs) like, all of their faces, all the batchy close-ups were just so funny. She got a rose, obvs. Uh, but they were all losing their shit. And Varko, you know, that beautiful model. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. she's so gorgeous. She, um, She's she definitely got... Aquarian. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely Aquarian. She got so upset. Like she was oh, so no. upset. She's like, I just feel so betrayed by Abby. And yeah. <laughs> she's, oh. Look, she's doing a disservice to the Geminis of the world. But what we do know are Geminis and Leos are a great match. So maybe Abby is a front runner. To take yeah, it she out. Might. She's a little, I want to say no, and I'll tell okay. you why. Tell me why. And I'd love to hear if everyone agrees with me. Tell she me why. Is, <laughs> she is being made out a little bit to be a bit of a. Uh, troublemaker. Troublemaker. I was going to say bitch, but it's not a bitch. It's a troublemaker because when they show you next week, it's her telling Matt some of the things that some of the girls have said about him, but in a really like troublemaker, tattletale way, not okay. in a, I think you should know this because it's really important you know they're painting her in a certain light and they wouldn't paint the winner in that light I don't think they would Mm, but then Alex Nation won the time with Richie did you ever see that series no but I heard all about it she was like the bunny boiler type yeah yeah okay but she Mm. won she won yeah yeah well I mean watch this space I'm definitely gonna watch it so I'll have to catch up for next week's watching (laughs) yeah and I just want to say like dating on The Bachelor and dating in real life is two very different things. I've never, been taken, I've never been taken to a date on a helicopter before. <laughs> what about dating on Love Island UK, which is what I'm bitching at the moment? I've never watched it. Oh, really? Oh, no. it's so mindless and excellent. Is I'll it? talk about that another time. Okay. Because I want to hear what you've got for me today with your reco. 
Oh, yeah. So, everyone, we're going down to one reco a week now. We're running out of ideas. <laughs> well, that's the first thing. But also we just think that one's probably enough. We'd rather spend the time on the podcast talking about real things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've actually both got food recos this week. Because snack fluences. <laughs> snack fluences. I talk a lot about, not so much on here, but on my socials about bone broth. Like I usually make a big batch of it every week from um, organic bones that I get from the markets. And I make like six liters of chicken broth and I drink it all week just for my gut basically. But I've had a few like weekends away and I've got another weekend in Sydney this weekend and it just hasn't worked out to make a big batch of it. So when I can't, there's this amazing product. It's called Best of the Bone. And what it is, it's a real bone broth concentrate. So it's not a powder, it's a liquid Mm. and it's cooked for 48 plus hours And it's really like, it's actually really gelatinous. So it's not like a ready-made broth. You have to use about a tablespoon of it and -hmm. you add hot water to it. Mm. But it is so thick and gelatinous. It's just really full of like all of the collagen that you get from making it in a fresh batch. So if you don't have time... I think this is one of the best ways to get bone broth into you because sometimes buying those like $20 jars of bone broth, you you get like a litre and it can be gone in two days and that's very expensive. Whereas this concentrate, you get 35 serves in it and I think the jar is $20. Amazing. Do they yeah. do like a vegetarian version? Like do they do a mushroom concentrate one? That No, it's all bones because okay. that's where the collagen's coming from. Of course. That's fine. So they do have different flavors though. So I have the organic turmeric and ginger one. Yeah. Um, They've got one that's just plain bone broth. They've got a new one out that's tandoori spices. Wow. And then one that's mushroom. So it's got like some of the medicinal mushrooms in it. Okay. But they are all beef bone. Yeah. So I know you can't really have it. But that's okay. I will do, I have had some delicious broth, like vegetarian broth. And I'll like do a little bit of searching and maybe have that as a record in a couple of weeks for those of us who can't. Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason I wanted to share it is not as a alternative broth because, I mean, there's plenty of broths on the market and there's stocks yes. and all of that. But this medicinally is actually on par with making it yourself because Amazing. it is so rich in collagen. So it really is a good substitute. I love that. And collagen is great for your skin. It's so good. It's called Best of the Bone and you can get it from health food stores. It's in the fridge section. You have to keep it refrigerated. Amazing. Amazing. I'm also recommending food. Yeah. (laughs) So I got gifted these treats from one of my beautiful clients slash friends, Joey, who loves listening to the show. And they are called Alter Eco is the brand. Dark chocolate coconut clusters. Mm. Oh, my fucking God. I cannot express to you guys how delicious they are. These are for a palate who, if you like that sweetness with salty, that is what these are. So they're like these clumps of coconut flakes, but they've got a salty tinge to them and then they're covered in dark chocolate and they are just, like I literally had some for breakfast this morning because birthday week I can eat whatever I want. I mean, just because life I can eat whatever I want, but they are so yum. They're also, and I'm going to read from the packet, everything is organic, vegan, gluten-free, paleo-friendly, farmer-friendly, and non-GMO. So they are Australian certified organic and they are endorsed by Celiac Australia and they're fair trade. So not only are your taste buds going to fucking die, but you're doing good when you're buying the the treat. So subscribe to the newsletter, guys, because that is where you're going to get the links to all of our recos. So if you haven't jumped on, you can do that. And the website is altereco.com.au if you're interested in looking up a stockist. Beautiful. Um, okay. So my friend, I would love to teach you some things. <laughs> Please talk to me. What are you teaching me? Okay. Well, I don't know if you do this. So let's, let's talk about that first. Have you ever done tongue scraping before? I love it. And since coming back from Vipassana, because I didn't take my tongue scraper in and then we moved, I lost it and I haven't in two months. And I every ta- yeah. day I go to brush my teeth and I'm like, my tongue is so disgusting. I need to get yeah. back on track. Like, have you noticed a difference? 
Oh, yeah. My mouth feels so much cleaner when I'm doing it every day, Jordan. Now it just feels like a little bit fuzzy and gross. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I've been scraping my tongue for a few years now, but I also had some time off when I was like not living anywhere because I yeah. used to find it really, I don't know why, I just never take my tongue scraper out of my toiletry bag. Like unless it's hanging in the bathroom, I just don't use it. It feels like an intimate thing. Like when other people are looking at your tongue scraper, don't you think? I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a little bit, it's a lot. Totally. <laughs> so for everybody that doesn't know what tongue scraping is or what a tongue scraper is, it's actually an Ayurvedic practice. And Ayurveda is the uh, medicinal system of India. And there's so many benefits to scraping your tongue. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. But a tongue scraper, you may have seen them in the health food stores or online. It's basically like a U-shaped metal bar. And there's usually like mm. some little handles on the end and they can come in copper, gold, tin, silver. Mine is stainless steel. It's a little yeah. bit more of a modern version, but the copper ones are really beautiful. I just get very mindful and please don't take this as gospel, but I just get really mindful using copper things sometimes just because I've done tests before where, where I have really high levels of copper in my system wow. quite naturally. And so I get worried about like drinking out of a copper drink bottle or using yeah. copper implements, you know. So the stainless steel ones are just easy and you can order them everywhere and I'll tell you where to order them in a minute. But basically the benefits to the practice are it's really good for your oral health because mm-hmm. most of the bacteria in our mouth is not on our teeth, it's on our tongue. Tongue. Yeah. Yes. And we're actually meant to be brushing our tongue as we brush, like when we brush our mouths, but because we don't really want to mix it all up and it feels weird to brush your tongue and there's like yeah, you go a like gag this. reflex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> reflex. That's why they have these tongue scrapers. So it's really good for oral health. But the in the Ayurvedic tradition, they also believe it's really good for physical, mental and spiritual health. Really? Yeah. Well, they say that the oral cavity is one of the main gateways between your mind and body. That's fucking fascinating. Yeah. And then also like between your body and the environment. So it's really critical to maintain this connection for general well-being. So the reasons to do it are it's really good for breath, basically. It can really improve that bad breath that you wake up with in the morning because what happens Mm -hmm. is we go to sleep and we've probably brushed our teeth before we go to bed. But even though we're resting and sleeping and we're not really doing anything, we're not really eating anything, our digestive system is still working and our liver and our kidneys and everything are still detoxing all the toxins in our body. A lot of those toxins come up, build up on your tongue. So when you wake up in the morning and you go to the mirror, stick your tongue out and there'll be a layer of white on your tongue. What we want to do is scrape it off with the tongue scraper. So basically what you do is you hold on to either side, you take it right to the back of the tongue and they say to stroke the tongue seven to 14 times. And I like to rinse the scraper between each scrape. Scrape. Yeah, there's Um, a lot. A lot comes off. (laughs) A lot comes off. It's quite disgusting when you first start, but the more that you do it, the less that there is to come off, which is great. Totally. Do you do it before you brush your teeth? Absolutely. Do it before you do anything, before you drink water, before you brush your teeth, before you've consumed anything because as soon as you start consuming stuff, all those toxins that are sitting on your tongue will start to release back into your body. Yeah, you're swallowing them and, yeah, Yeah. totally. Some of the benefits that I've really noticed are clearer in the head, like less brain fog Mm. and also clearer eyes. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I had someone ask me once, you know, scraping your tongue, doesn't that mean that you're affecting the taste buds and you're not going to taste things as much? And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's the opposite. Is that right? Yeah, it's the opposite. So that's why it's so big in the Ayurvedic tradition because they want you to be able to taste your food better. And the idea of that is that if you can taste your food better, you're going to be using less sugar and less salt to enhance the flavor of things. And you'll probably end up eating less because you're more satisfied with the food that you're eating. I'm so intrigued about like Ayurvedic practices just keep coming up for me. That's definitely something that I want to dive more into, just learning about everything. Actually, a friend of mine recently went and saw an Ayurvedic doctor that looked purely at her tongue and was able to tell her about Mm. her health based on her tongue. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's really fascinating. Also, they say in the Ayurvedic tradition, removing the coating and stimulating the tongue helps to balance the heavy and dulling qualities of the kapha 
dosha in your physiology and kapha is one of the doshas that's really kind of like heavy and slow and makes you feel quite lethargic if it's out of whack yeah it's really important yeah just for our energy levels as well to be getting rid of that coating and stimulating the tongue when you scrape it it makes sense because your mouth genuinely feels lighter when you do it it doesn't feel as sludgy it's so interesting yeah everyone needs to get on it and don't be scared like it doesn't hurt your tongue you're just like clearing off this layer of grossness (laughs) and it's just it takes honestly it takes less than two minutes and you just do it before you brush your teeth in the morning and I have to say like everyone knows what it's like to wake up in the morning with bad breath I don't wake up with bad breath no yeah I'm gonna get back on it Jord this is a good prompt for me so Mm. where can we get tongue scrapers oh okay so you can get them from health food stores now nourished life you know the online store nourished life they have them there's one that's everywhere it's called (laughs) dr tongue and it's (laughs) t-u-n-g dr tongue that's the one that i use um and that comes with a really beautiful little pouch that you can keep your tongue scraper in that's the one i used as well it's got like blue handles yeah twins tongue scraping twins (laughs) but yeah you can get them in most health food stores now because it is a really um important health practice to be incorporating into your morning routine and I will say if you are a meditator you scrape your tongue before you meditate because you're Mm. sitting in that space like I know that that's a thing yeah beautiful yeah there you go this has been a great app I feel like it's been very concise for us George it's been super concise we're under one hour Maybe it's because I've turned 30 and I've just, like, got a new way of living. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Probably just because I'm a taskmaster and I keep you in line. It's the truth. A psychic told us this. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next week. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.